As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. What's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me is a man who once cursed a child so hard that she ended up in a coma. It's... (laughs) <laughs> it's your Helen. Uh, I hope you've had your tent in the shop. Oh bitch. man, that's such a good uh, line. God, <laughs> God, but better than the uh, movie deserved. <laughs> and uh, I am not actually worried about Steve's uh, health. Should he be uh, stabbed by a rusty uh, shard of metal? Uh, uh, we are. That is a line from the film we are discussing today. The cinematic experience. The the sin experience, if you will. Uh, known as parole, parole violators. violators like what just hearing that title what what does that bring to mind it sounds like well i guess it's supposed to sound like a lame like tv cop show like cops or something because that's exactly yeah. what it is inside the world of the movie uh but although it's more like a uh it's more like a parole violator yeah. is maybe what this should be called <laughs> well what i love is that uh the that whole premise that they sort of establish at the beginning, like doesn't come into play at all for like the rest of the movie. It's like, there's really no reason. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Wow. Uh, parole violators. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're already talking about it, so (laughs) should we just dive right in? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to mention to people right off the top though, you can find this film, uh, free, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I will post the link here in the chat, and I'm sure Steve will provide it uh, in the places where he provides links. Uh, that would be the uh, uh, show notes section, whether it's... Uh... Thank you, Steve. That, that's what I was looking for. But uh, yeah, uh, it's about an hour and a half mm-hmm. or so. And uh, without giving away my verdict on the film, I will say time will both fly by and feel like it's come to a grinding halt. It's Ooh, really? uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. J- just because, and, and by that I just mean that like the action scenes, and there are a lot of action. It's scenes. almost I mean, a feature length action scene. It's amazing. Like, exactly. I was gonna say the action scenes sometimes feel like they're just going on and on and on. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like these action sequences, where you know, what would you say is like an action scene in an average movie? Like how long? Like Five yeah, minutes, something tops? like that. Few I mean, minutes? they just string them together. It's like, uh, you know, when you they're, they're like ten minutes yeah. each. I I think the finale is like a fifteen minute long action scene. Basically. Yeah, it's insane. And and I will say one thing. Um, I this <laughs> came to my attention. I I think I've mentioned before. I hang out in all these sort of like B movie like Facebook groups and stuff. And that's how I yeah yeah just like in real life, Steve. You you hang out in the seediest corners uh, available. <laughs> we know. I don't know anyone. I, I know few people IRL, uh, at least out here in LA, that are into this stuff, which is why uh, my 
podcast co-host is on the East Coast, you know? Um, but anyway, <laughs> this dude, he like, he writes up like um, sort of reviews about all these movies and stuff. And so uh, I was reading about it and especially anything that looks like action from the 80s or 90s, especially if it's direct to video, I'm on it. So I watched it and I was all like, you know, thought that, you know, maybe we were the first ones to <laughs> bring this to the Internet. Boy, was I wrong uh, when I was looking for like uh, images and, of course, doing research, I discovered and I can't believe I completely forgot Red Letter Media beat us to the punch on uh, one of their episodes. I had a feeling. Yeah, it was on one of their episodes of Best of the Worst, and I completely forgot about it. But hey, that's okay. We're going to give it the Obscurity Now treatment. And uh, I'm sure, you know, because they do like three movies in one episode, we're going to go deep. We're going to violate parole Yeah, they do, they do like, the, uh, like the Best of the Worst uh yeah, that's what is that what they covered yes, it in? in one of the best exactly of the worst. What it was. Kind of... uh, so, are you ready to violate parole violators? <laughs> I I am ready, Steve. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do this so early in the future. Violators, <laughs> mount up. Welcome to your feature presentation. funny i think uh you could probably tell we're like talking at like uh not our normally like boisterous podcasting level because uh we both have yeah. people who are still asleep uh <laughs> but uh well, well for me it's more of just having like five hours of sleep uh, right but uh don't worry i made this very strong so uh I will get going. Oh, I see Stadium Arts, a.k.a. Strides in the Check, says good morning. Good morning. Good morning good to you, morning sir. Good morning to you and you and you. There we go. So, Steve, uh, what is your history with parole violators? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I mean, I basically already said it. Um, you know, I saw it on Best of the Worst, uh, the Red Letter Media show. Forgot about it. And then a dude wrote up a review about it in one of the CD B-movie chat rooms that I hang out in. And I was like, this sounds like the movie uh, for us. And uh, I mean, I would ask you the same. And you probably never heard of it until I uh, recommended it to you. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I had never uh, heard of it. Uh, and I will say, like, it was uh, quite it's quite the experience. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Yes. You know, Steve, I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, but. I feel like, for, at least for me, to properly discuss this movie, I need to just share my, uh, my, oh my God, I'm so tired. What do we call it, Steve? At your the history? end, my verdict. You're, oh, you're going to share your verdict right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I loved this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is insane. The acting, I, listen, I can't give you a lot of reasons to watch the movie. I can't give you reasons why I liked it. The acting, uh, terrible. Uh, the action sequences are both amazingly good and awful. Mm -hmm. uh, the pacing, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> Wait, uh, <laughs> in the way that it's super fast and not... It's, yeah, it does not it's slow down. It's speed on speed is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, the stunts, I will say, are like really good. I, I, some of these I wouldn't even call stunts. I would just call them people getting hurt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my um well, all right, we should go through the IMDb and then I'll start uh talking about my philosophy uh, or not <laughs> philosophy. 
It's so early. Oh, my God. Uh, my uh, hypothesis. Yuck. That's what I was going to say. Um, and uh, yes, uh, everyone, I'm, I'm to blame for us uh, doing this show so early. Well, so, uh, yeah, just take take your hate out on me. Whatever. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's go through the IMDb. Oh, yeah, my verdict. Well, see, I knew you would love it because I loved it. And I was like, this is... I mean, this is a thing that I just wanted to share with the world. I mean, which is the whole reason why we have this uh, show to begin with, you know, to show people like hidden gems that, you know, they missed, uh, you know, from back in the day or whatever. And um, yeah, this uh, was so awesome. I think it's uh, right up there with Miami Connection and Samurai Cop. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, basically everything you said, I agree with. the acting is especially from our leading lady here. Um, I mean, we're gonna get like her acting is so bad that it's good. And if there was like an ironic like Academy Awards, like she would get ironically the best actress of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, and, and there's so many like ridiculous one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie, a lot of them come from mm-hmm. her. And, you know, sometimes like it's her delivery. Sometimes it's the actual dialogue. Like when she she, she says the phrase, I didn't mean to cuss you uh, like 40 times <laughs> in about uh, 30 seconds. Oh, span. and how about uh, <laughs> my baby, my baby. That's my babies. Give me back my baby. Like she says it so. Like, <laughs> all right. So here is my. Uh, I, this woman says it like she doesn't know what the concept of uh, being a mother is and the kind of emotion that would bring out in someone if their child was in legitimate danger. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, let's jump in the IMDb. I mean, obviously, you know, we both loved it. And uh, I mean, I mean, there's not really too much to spoil because you need to really see this to believe it. I mean, there, and there's like zero story. It's all plot and like zero story. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could maybe, I, and I know we're kind of going all over the place, but you know, the, the plot is basically the descriptions that I found is basically like, Oh, uh, this guy, miles long, hilarious yes. name. And I love that the movie makes fun of his yep. name and how stupid yeah, it is. There. But, uh, he used to be a cop and now he runs a show called parole violators mm-hmm. where he like, there's like footage of guys that got out on parole mm-hmm. and, but they're committing crimes. They're caught that on film. He filmed with an eighties camera exactly. while wearing like the lamest robber mask you could possibly imagine that barely fits his well, face. That's the thing too. Like, like his ski mask thing that he wears to cover his identity when he's like filming these mm-hmm. guys. And it, it has like a giant <laughs> hole in the face. It's not like two eyes and a mouth. And there's really a giant, hole in the face that shows in full view his eyes nose and mouth <laughs> so like basically the most identical he could open uh, unlock his iphone while wearing mm. this mask that's how yeah. you know uh <laughs> poor of a job it does of covering his face and the thing that's uh, so funny okay so obviously this guy is on tv he's a tv host but not once does like someone come up and be like Oh my gosh, you're uh, miles long from. Uh, it, it's weird because the TV show is actually called The Parole Violator. It's like uh, they couldn't like uh, make up their mind, I guess. But anyway, no one ever comes up and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're miles long." It's like everything that they set up at the beginning is like <laughs> basically forgotten. It's like all the Steve. Perhaps you forgot that there's a piece of dialogue. That where he talks about how the show has been on TV for four uh, for sixteen weeks, mm-hmm. 
So it's it's you know we're not talking about season seven of Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> here. You know this is a burgeoning show. So you know Steve, it's it's explained. I guess, but TV in like well, I was gonna say the eighties. This actually premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, July seventh, nineteen ninety four, and you know back then you know being on tv was a big deal because there was no youtube or anything to jump on so even if he would no you're right even if he was only on you know tv for what did you say 16 weeks or something yeah so like four months you know and he lives in you know california aka or to be more specific san francisco like i'm sure you know there's a lot of people there they would recognize him i'm sure someone (laughs) would well, you know, he is like three foot two, so maybe people just don't even see him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into. All right, we you hell pretty much already nailed the synopsis, and but I'll just go ahead and read it. TV show host Miles Long trades his camera in for a nine millimeter handgun when his girlfriend's daughter is kidnapped by a parolee that he put behind bars while on the police force. Um, and uh, this was uh, directed by Patrick G. Donahue, and he is actually the brother of Sean Donahue, who plays Miles Long. They are a, <laughs> I guess uh, they both wrote the film together, and uh, yeah, they're you know I guess they're just a uh, look out Cohen brothers because the Donahues are coming for you. So, Steve, from my research, I actually read that Patrick Donahue is his dad. What? Where did yeah, you see? Yeah, but that? his brother, it, his brother is in this movie. He's a, he played JoJo. Um, there, yeah, yeah. There's um, and I think there was a the the very first parole violator we see that's like trying to rob the liquor mm-hmm. store. I think like he was related to them too. I can't remember uh, what his deal was, but I mean, it was an well, article that, I found. So that I mean, must be him then, because it makes sense. Because the first parole violator is really old looking. So if he is indeed the dad, then uh, <laughs> wow, I've never a father son directing, acting, writing a uh, triple threat. I mean, wow, my, mind blown. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, I mean. The the Patrick Donahue, his first credit is doing. Sorry, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but he was. Um, a, he has like a credit from 1976. Mm. So you know he's an older guy. So I don't think it's as a, uh, as a director or is it one of his as a director. Yeah, all right, some of his earlier work is uh, includes Kill Squad, They Call Me Macho Woman, and a future episode topic surely <laughs> for sure and Ground Rules. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, like I said, or so Patrick all, so he wrote and directed those movies and then Sean also, um, wrote some stuff, uh, ground rules. Well, you know, Sean's in that, they call me macho woman. Oh, well that was 1989. So yeah, yeah. it could still be his uh, yeah. son. Um, and, uh, he also wrote a film called, uh, shattered dreams. I believe that's the, uh, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, uh, biography. The gold dust. Yeah, gold dust. It's, a, it's a movie just about that that move that Goldust did in the Attitude it's just Era. It's an hour and a half of a guy getting kicked in the crotch over and over again. Yep. Uh, so the production company here is uh, Bottom Line Studios, which is basically Patrick and Sean's um, sort of pet project. And um, uh, yeah, they basically those are the only movies that they made though. Like after that, and I mean, there's like a few things that they released here and there, but 
yeah, they were most active between like the late eighties and early to mid nineties. Um, so, uh, yeah, this movie, it, it I'm no, sorry, no, I'm go done. ahead. Um, but when I, well, I guess I'll start going over the cast here, but I'm not going to go over too many of them for a couple reasons. First of all, this cast is huge. And most of them, um, this is their only have, film. Yeah. Oh, we have Sasquatch in time here. He says, howdy, fellas. Howdy. What's up? So um, this movie feels like basically a bunch of stuntmen and women got together. Oh, yeah. They pulled some resources, some money, and they said, hey, let's make a crazy action mm-hmm. movie. But we'll also play all the parts. So, I mean, that's one fun thing about it. You don't see any stunt doubles. Like, everybody does their own stunts. And everyone's pretty proficient as far as it comes to, like, throwing kicks and punches. Uh, they don't always know how to pick the best shots to make those punches and kicks look like they land. So there's a lot of them where you can clearly see it was whiffed. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they're definitely stunt people first. Actors, producers, cinematographers, second, tenth, and eleventh. <laughs> Uh, All right, <laughs> so let's go in order as to what is like the most crappy, and and I'll say uh, it's got to be all right the acting and the writing <laughs> for sure. Um, but 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 you know it's also two of the most enjoyable things in the oh, movie. Oh, one hundred percent. And I mean it's not good. Right. <laughs> and uh, you're not wrong. And um, yeah, but of course in this regard when we're in the so bad it's good category, it works to its benefit. Um, of course, like, Oh yeah. Uh, and in a way it's kind of competently made, you know, at least in terms of, you know, cinematography, as you said, I mean, cause at least it's never boring, you know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's never There's boring. so many movies like of this caliber, obviously like low budget. And I mean, clearly uh, Patrick Donahue, this was not his first film. So he uh like there's a lot of um so it's weird sometimes like there's some reaction shots that are missing like from the stunts but then there's other times where you're like oh my gosh they thought to do that like when you um said that the famous line uh, i hope you got your technos shot bitch um and that's when uh terminator lady the back of her head and that's what she's actually called uh, in the credits terminator lady yeah, she she came up she, she she comes up on the obscure front here. She's the lady wearing like the workout tank yeah, top, the shades, um, yeah, and glasses. And um, yeah, so uh, Tracy, who uh, we're gonna get to here in a minute, who's the lead um, uh, female here, uh, she basically beats her up and forces the back of her head on a rusty nail. And they took the time to show the nail like up there before she actually falls on it. Right. And I'm just like, all right, somebody cares. Somebody knows what they're doing a little bit. Yeah. I I do think that like this movie, um, like you said, it's strangely competent Mm. in a lot of Mm. ways. Uh, I I think the scenes that like come out with like whiffs um, or things that just don't look right, or maybe some things are mistimed probably came down to time and money rushed uh and not having either of those (laughs) (laughs) right you know and uh i mean and if you look on um i mean i guess you'll get to him in a minute here uh patrick's not patrick sean if you look uh on his imdb it says like clearly (laughs) before actor stunts so i imagine that a lot of these people are probably his friends and he uh he's like hey you want a chance to act but you also have to (laughs) be in a lot of fight scenes and they were like whatever you say uh there shani uh let's do it yeah yeah 
All right, so let's go through this cast real quick. I'm only going to go through a few of them. So we've mentioned Sean P. Donahue. He is the main character. Uh, he, like I said earlier, is about three foot two. I mean, no, he's probably like, I, I would say he's shorter than me. He looks like he's like five two. Yeah, maybe. but he makes up for I, it I would with say his it. mullet. <laughs> yeah, he makes up for his mullet and his amazing wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And he, he has uh, the body of an action star, of like a Sylvester Stallone action mm -hmm. star. The face of uh, an accountant, and <laughs> and for some reason the, he also dresses like an accountant. Actually, he yeah he was, like dresses like my dad on his day off in 1997. Exactly, like he shows up at this like seedy bar uh, wearing a yellow polo, uh, very nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a canary yellow polo with a very nice talkers pair of khakis. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. funny that you mentioned that because I was going to say, uh, listeners, you hell, anyone, close your eyes and think of like the perfect action star. <laughs> Why are they not wearing a canary-colored polo, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, at, at first it's like, well, I guess this guy is, so, you, 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 might, you might think this guy must be so badass that it doesn't matter what he wears. But honestly, his character, uh, which his na character's name is Miles mm -hmm. Long. <laughs> Not That's a right. porn As star, in, you Miles know, You've Long. been driving for Miles <laughs> Long or something. And I, I will say the bad guy at one point, uh, the bad guy's the main bad guy's name is Chino. He makes fun of him for his name. Uh, he's like, oh, were your parents mad at you or something? Yeah. Like, and then Miles is like, maybe they just had a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the weird things about the script um, is that so most of the dialogue is pretty, you know, your typical cavalier action hero stuff. I mean, there's some really weird crap that's thrown in there, but we'll get to that later. And uh, but like, it's a weird contradiction in tone because like when you make your villain, <laughs> I mean, a you know. Edophile, <laughs> like that's yes. so dark. Like, and then on on top yes. of that, there's like the the way they do their like blood and makeup, like the it's so serious. <laughs> but then like so like yeah, uh, Miles and Tracy are like covered in blood, and they're sitting there quipping like they're in a Marvel movie. It's like <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, I think that they started off like trying to make a serious. Uh, film. I mean, this is what I'm mm. guessing. And at some point uh, in the production, maybe like halfway through, they were like realizing how kind of ridiculous it was. And then they just leaned into it because there's some action scenes that like I would say about half the action scenes are treated very mm -hmm. seriously. And even though, you know, maybe, you know, you can see that like a kick or a punch doesn't land. Right. They're treated seriously um, and they're not like played for comedy. But then you've got like a scene like where the one guy gets like kicked in the ball so hard there, there, there's a scene where the miles and is fighting these guys inside of a moving mm -hmm. van uh and miles kicks the guy in the balls so or no, i'm sorry tracy, tracy kicks the guy in the balls kicks the guy in the balls and it lifts him through the right. skylight yeah yeah he goes through the the roof of the uh of, of the van and anyway through the skylight. back to that cast <laughs> but yeah uh sean donahue you know him from nothing uh <laughs> that's not true Next we've got... he was in that other one that his daddy directed, uh, which what ground rules, ground I'm, rules. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he he was in all honesty, like his most recent stunt uh, credit was in 2012. Mm -hmm. And he had like, you know, a couple every year. So it's not like he wasn't working. It's just like these are films that you've never right, heard of. Right. Uh, 
whatsoever. I, I think the only one here that I heard of was The Box. Mm. Uh, and I thought, oh, it must be the one, uh, The Box with um, uh, Cameron Diaz. Mm. No, no. It's it's some other uh, movie called The Box that you've never <laughs> okay. heard of. All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have his love interest uh, named Tracy, who is played by Pamela Bosley. Um, she uh, has only this as her acting credit. And I assume that she was going to have uh, like stunt credits because, again, she's fairly competent as far as her fighting scenes go. Um, and, you know, she like takes like a lot of punches. Mm. Actually, I, I, I think I started talking about it, but then I kind of trailed off. Miles Long, our main character, gets beat up constantly throughout this movie. So awesome. Like, I, I will say, like, I appreciate it that they didn't make him like some over the top. Nothing can like hurt me. I can kick everybody's mm-hmm. ass. Uh, and he does have a few scenes where, you know, he he like gets the better of like a few group of guys mm-hmm. or whatever. But there's also plenty of scenes where like he's outnumbered and he just gets the shit beat mm-hmm. out of him. I, I would say 80% of the time he's losing these <laughs> fights uh, slash almost being slash being left for dead. You no. Know, all right. So as like sort of flatly acted both uh, Miles and Tracy are. Yeah, seeing them get beat up like makes you care. <laughs> it really, like yeah. like that's what again, <laughs> that's what they need to learn at Marvel. Stop shoving all these Mary Sues down our throat and you know, make us care. God, that's all we want to do. Yeah, cuz cuz you're really waiting for, you know, when are they finally going to uh you know, get 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 the better of the mm. bad guys, and to the point where, towards the end of the movie, I started thinking that they were gonna like end up getting killed right. by by the yeah, bad they guys. They were gonna have and, like a downer ending. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it really seemed like that's what it was leading to towards. In fact, I I thought like they uh, had killed Tracy two oh, times. Yeah, two I... times. They got me to believe it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Patrick Donahue may, may, may be a visionary here. Right. Um, but uh, besides that, we've got Ch- Chino, uh, played by Ray Garcia. Mm. This is his only acting credit. Mm. Uh, we've got his sort of uh, right like hand man. number one. Yeah, yeah his right-hand man named Toos. T-O-O-S. <laughs> and uh, that's played by Michael Keel. Mm. Uh, and then uh, you mentioned Christine Moon, who plays Terminator mm. Woman. She doesn't really have too many nope. lines. Uh, there is a really funny character, Inspector Davis. Oh, uh, that's when they decided by Leeds Landing. That's when they decided to turn it, try to turn it into a comedy. But, but here's the thing. Okay, so let, let let me see if you agree with me. Inspector Davis is played up for like he's supposed to be a comedy oh, yeah, character, 100%. right? One hundred percent. And he does get legitimate laughs, at least no, for me. Sure. Like one hundred percent. I'm 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 wondering if Patrick Donahue would have had like a good budget and like a little bit more time this could have been like a sincerely like top-notch like actual like not so bad it's good movie. yeah i mean it could have at least like gotten it on like cinemax or something <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh i do want to point out and uh well mike donahue plays jojo uh we talked about him a little bit there's a uh, there's there's two characters whose names <laughs> just killed me there's a bouncer in the film Whose name is Bouncer? Is Bouncer. Mm-hmm. He introduces himself as not. I'm a bouncer. He says, "My name is Bouncer. I'm a bouncer here." <laughs> like, and then there's also a goon named Goon. goon. Oh man, that scene. Well, I think we need to save it for later because that whole scene with Goon yeah. is something else. 
Yeah, but uh, anyways, that, that's pretty much uh, the, the cast. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't know these people from anywhere. Uh, I assume these people, if they were to get together at a reunion, they wouldn't even recognize each other. <laughs> probably. Uh, they probably all went back to uh, whatever states they moved to San Francisco from. Uh, but So, Steve, I know, I know like we're not really planning on going through this movie beat by beat, which uh, would be kind of difficult anyways, just because a lot of it is just action scenes. But I, I do want to point out that at the – well, actually, a couple of things. One is uh, I know we've talked about what they've done well mm-hmm. from a technical standpoint. Uh, one thing that I thought was very bad from a technical standpoint is the audio mixing. Oh, there yes. Are, yeah, yeah. The um, the blazing electronic score by Lawrence Arden Buck like drowns out the um, uh, <laughs> the very poignant dialogue from time to time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's quite a few scenes where the dialogue is uh, hard to hear. Uh, good news though, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> when they when they hit the important lines, you hear them you, because because uh, tr- yeah. Tracy's and, screaming them. That's why. Yeah, and I will say I thought the movie's uh, you know score was actually pretty good. I found myself really enjoying a lot of these oh, songs. Me too. I liked it a lot. Although I feel that there maybe weren't enough and they just sort of used the same ones over and over again, which is to be do, Yeah, there's some recycling. But uh, did you notice that old Lawrence here is a real big fan of like synth brass? It's like constantly going wong like through the entire yeah. film. And like he, he like discovers it like halfway through and then he starts using it even more like towards the end. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, remember that old boat noise they used to have in like movie trailers? <laughs> <laughs> remember yeah yeah <laughs> sort of reminded me of that yeah you know what's funny i just learned what the instrument that makes that sound is called the other day it's like this it's basically like a giant piece of metal like a thick metal mm-hmm. pipe and you hit it with like this other cylinder it's actually pretty cool but it's um, cool uh yeah the the music is weird too because this movie came out in 94 but the a lot of it looks like it was shot oh, in the totally. 80s to be honest and the uh, fact from the set, they shot this. It looks like the they clothes. shot it on sixteen millimeter. Uh, so, and of course, the lack of cinematography in general. Like, yeah, it definitely gave it a an eighties look. And and the music sounds it, it it sounds almost like a little bit like modern synthwave. Uh, <laughs> not quite. It's, it not sounded quite, like someone discovering I... his like Yamaha DX seven for the first time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but in a, in a good way. In a good way. Um, it works. It, it actually works it, for, for the movie. Did this movie with that soundtrack remind you of another uh, B movie that also had a pretty good electronic soundtrack that we watched and reviewed? Oh, the brain. What's it called? Uh, I know which one you're thinking of. No, I don't know about a brain. Oh. It's one that you hated. Uh, I don't know. Surf you're Nazis. Me. I'm too tired to. Must die. <laughs> uh, no, please, don't insult this film by comparing oh, any yeah, part of it. Right. To I, I, I can't yell because people are sleeping, so we'll just move on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the music was, it was, was good mm. for the most part, but it does drown out the, uh, the audio. Mm. And one other thing I wanted to point out from a technical standpoint is there are a few miscues with stunts, but uh, a couple of times when windows are... Br- By the way... If you take a shot every time a window gets oh, broken in this so film, many. You, 
you you will be dead. There's a lot of car crashes too. I mean, they had some yeah. kind of a budget for this, and they put it all into their now, stunts. It's older cars though getting destroyed. It's like cars from the 70s and 80s. But yeah, they blow up a lot of cars. A lot of car windows get smashed. Yeah. A lot of people go through car windows. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. I mean, and they do a lot of um, car hits. You know, where where a car hits a person, a human being, and they do some stiff ones, man. Usually, like you run those. A, you know, your, your car might be driving like 10 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple that I think they were like up to like 20 miles an hour. I mean, it's some really stiff hits uh, <laughs> in, in, in a lot of these I stunts. mean, they basically what I was open gonna... with a car hit almost. Like when um, yeah. uh, the, the video cop, uh, Miles Long, chases, uh, chases someone. He's like, he's following, he's following a guy that's, about to rob a liquor store and he's like oh don't do it don't do it but he kind of wants him to do it too because then he doesn't have footage for his show uh but uh so the guy starts robbing the liquor mm. store and uh yeah i I think like right after isn't it like right after he catches him like he gets hit Mm -hmm. by a car Mm -hmm. and he just sort of but but he just rolls off the the, the roof Yep, you have water off a duck's back um Miles gets hit by like three or four cars in this movie. He does, and he he, <laughs> he drives a van off a cliff. Like he falls off a cliff. He he falls off several. He likes showing that he can, you know, roll down hills. I mean, I guess it's all basic. He doesn't just fall off a cliff. Like he gets thrown off this rock face, and he goes through like, and this had to be filmed as like two or three separate right. falls. So that's even mm. rougher of him just like falling clearly like legitimately falling you know maybe 10 20 feet hitting trees on the way down um <laughs> it's man, pretty like... awesome uh but uh since we were just talking about basically the opening of the film like what um like what was your initial thoughts like right after that i guess it's kind of a cold open yeah so the so miles basically goes in and stops the guy mid robbery and I thought it was funny because the robber then turns his gun on Miles. He has this giant shotgun. He beats him and up Miles with a camcorder. Like, yeah, he beats him with his camcorder. He gets shot at, but he just kind of dodges the mm-hmm. bullet. Uh, and it's like later we see Miles has like an entire arsenal of weapons, but he didn't bring a single gun to this. Uh, you mentioned the yeah. You mentioned the choreography. Um, you get your very first. Oh, I don't know. It's more of a no sell than anything else. When the um, the robber. He like kidney punches the old man who runs the uh, gas station. Uh-huh. And he's just like, ow. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just kind of holding his eyes. Like, oh, okay, I'll get you. Yeah, I'll yeah, get. yeah. But yeah, so Miles stops him. And then I thought it was funny. So Miles, whenever he catches one of these parole violators, he ties them up, ties them to like a post, uh, takes off their mm. shirt. And on the shirt, on their chest, he writes, parole violator. Mm. And he leaves them there for the cops, like Spider-Man would leave, like a, a criminal that he catches. Now, hell, do you think it's weird that you know old uh, Sean here, aka the video cop, like chose specifically to like target parole violators? I mean, it's bad, but I mean, like, what if you're violating parole just because you were like, you know, it was white collar crime or something like that? You know, like. Well, he's clearly going, but he only goes after like violent. Uh, criminals and he any every time that we see him catching a criminal they're usually doing something you know fairly nefarious right right, right. i mean i'm just i just don't know how you know wide a net <laughs> the video cop is uh, casting 
Well, you know, I'm sure once he's done going through uh, the the bad guys, then he'll like start, you know, going after people who are on parole for <laughs> I don't know, stealing a stick of Wrigley's Double Mint Gum or something, you know. Or even worse, uh, like uh, watching this movie on YouTube. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of like weird too how later in the movie we find out that Miles was only a cop for six yeah. months. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he started doing this uh and i don't know if they even ever address like why he because it's kind of implied like he got kicked off the right, force or right. something but they never explain exactly mm-hmm. what happened uh but yeah i the cold open i thought was awful like in a fun mm-hmm. way um you know uh what did you think about it i mean i was on board i think um because this is I knew I was in for a treat after the oh, cold. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then, yeah, you mentioned the how he likes to tie up the parole violators and remove their shirt and then write it in like marker. Like that's so weird. What a weird thing <laughs> to to do. Yeah. Um. I and, and then like the and I again I know we're not going to go by this beat by beat, but I do think like we have to talk about the well. Scene. We you know we can. I, t- I you know originally I said that we weren't going to, but I ended up taking. <laughs> I mean, there's just... I took a lot of notes. So whatever, (laughs) let's just get into it. Okay, so the very next scene, I believe, is... um, Let's see, I think I went too far ahead. Chino is uh, getting out of prison. Yes, okay. Chino gets released from prison. We get to see him. And Chino is like, you know, your typical... Uh, Latin uh, gang Am member kind to of stereotypes. Like that's, I mean, him, yeah. yeah, I think that's what he's supposed to be like. A, like some kind of Hispanic or Mexican gang right. member. His name is Chino. Mm-hmm. He's got like slick back hair, bandana over like his head. He must be from stuff. Chino Hills. But, uh, um, maybe yeah, probably. <laughs> but the funny thing is, uh, I mean, he's not like in a Hispanic gang because the guy that picks up is white, and I think most of his gang members mm-hmm. are white. So, uh, but the the guy that picks him up twos. As his name, they have this conversation, and it is like so, like WTF. This conversation. Oh, I wrote down a lot of dialogue, and one of it is Do you, for this. So, uh, I mean, are you talking? I'll play two. Okay, all right. So you know, uh, Chino comes out uh, of the prison. Two's is picking him up. Hey, uh, what? Oh wait, you you start with how you've changed. Well, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, hey man, I'm a changed man. What? Do you like guys now? No, nah, man, girls. You know, real little girls. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'd say he's like, no, little girls, real little girls. It's funny because, like, he talks in the same sort of cadence and rhythm with every single line. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. No, man, girls, real little girls. Like, it, that sort of. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> he- and the... Chino throughout this movie, I think there's like three separate occasions where he talks about like how he wants to get a beer, but he never gets a beer. Oh, he's just like Theodore from a chipmunk adventure. He never got Oh, Sasquatch in time just commented, don't clip that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is audio you don't want clipped. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, oh yeah, but the, the, the question here, you hell, is that like, <laughs> I mean, all right, the, that exchange there makes no sense, obviously, because... It, it it implies that prison changed him into liking little girls when it's clear that he liked them before he went to right. To and prison. the weird thing is, like Chino says that he's a changed man now because mm-hmm. like Two's asked him if he wants to like go 
I don't know, rob somebody. Yeah, he has some about, hey, you know, let's bad. go do crime. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows is she knows like, no, I'm a changed man now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, he, he, we find out that Chino was in prison for like kidnapping and, uh, you know, possibly like sexually assaulting, like, you know, mm-hmm. young, uh, kids or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's weird because later we see a few, in a few scenes that Chino, when he's confronted by Miles, and this is before Chino has done any crimes, any additional crimes. Chino tells him that he is a changed man and he's not planning on doing that. And he seems earnest. Both yeah, times. yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird. Um, but uh, let's see. Oh, there's one. Did you notice? That? All right. So now we're in uh, Miles's uh, like studio, TV Office, studio. I get. Oh, yeah. TV studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's filming his show. Yeah. And he's like, all right. So we, he... In, he finishes and tell he tells the crew good job or whatever and then he walks through the halls and there's a a poster for kill squad on the wall so i think they're Uh, in their production like their actual production studio um yeah it's very uh very trauma (laughs) but uh so anyway yeah we saw that so the next scene that i took notes on was where we see miles like in his office Mm-hmm. And the... he's like doing some research on, you know, per- potential parole violators. Right. And there's all these pictures of like dead, like, I, I guess li- little girls are just dead bodies basically on his, on his regular wall, yeah. at office like work. I'm like, eh, a little weird. It's a little weird. Uh, I don't know if Cheeto's the one that we should be worried about. Oh, I mean, but uh... a- after, you're, <laughs> after you think about this movie, it's like Chino and like, the other guys the way they talk to each other is like way more it's almost like cordial in a way compared to how tracy and um miles are always yelling at each other did you know yeah that? yeah they're always and, like fighting yeah they, and when uh miles is always trying to be like a smart ass but just comes off like the biggest douche most of the time and no, like and like yeah he had comes he comes off like both a douchebag and the biggest dork yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, can I go hang out with Chino for a while? You guys keep yelling at each other. It's like basically please. my head canon is that Miles is actually Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and what happened is he started working out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh thinks he's a bit of a tough guy now. L- l- learn how to like do a little bit of karate. But he's top. not great at it because mm-hmm. you know he gets beat up all the time. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's just Screech with a giant chip on his shoulder, basically. <sighs> And I love how in the office, I, I laughed out loud so hard. Miles looks up like a parole violator and prints up a picture of him. It's Chino. Looks at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chino. Looks at it. He just printed this up, this full-page picture of him, and then immediately crumples up the picture and throws it away. <laughs> Why'd you print this up? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's He's trying to hide it from people or something. I don't know. It's yeah. like a Mission Impossible kind of deal. Yeah. But... And then from there, Miles goes to confront Chino. At a biker uh, bar. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They're, they're, this is when they're outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, like, they're just talking like, outside somewhere. I don't, even, I don't even know where it was. Right. But like Miles walks up to Chino in twos, and basically he's just telling him how he's going to like watch him. And yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he's, and Chino's like, he's I'm filming him man. with his camcorder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at one point, like <laughs> Miles pulls out some handcuffs. And says, remember these? I saved these for you. Why don't you put them on and save us a lot of time? <laughs> and like he acts like it's like this big burn. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then how would you describe? Because twos 
And Atuz then goes to like kind of attack Miles, and Miles mm-hmm. very quickly kind of like does this weird move where he like takes his arm and flips him over on his back. Mm-hmm. But Tuz falls so gently to the ground on his back. And I was like, oh no, these stunts are going to be terrible. But mm-hmm. then later, Tuz has a, a big fight scene and he does a bunch of stunts really well. So I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, he was just, uh, you know, he, you got to watch out for your back. Or maybe he was just warming up that day or something. Yeah. Um, he, he basically, it's supposed to be like, like Miles gives him like a big, like a hip toss in wrestling or something. Right, right. But instead, Two's just very gently rolled, does like a forward <laughs> roll onto the ground. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, there's another funny thing about that scene. Uh, oh, it's because uh, it's it's just a lame line from Miles where he looks at Two's and he goes, huh, where'd you get him from? Rent a clown? It's like, wow. yeah. Wow. that's what makes twos angry actually and leads <laughs> to the fight and then like it's not even a fight it's literally like i said just miles kind of sidesteps him and then chino is like you don't gotta fight this guy yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's not fighting him brother <laughs> oh i forgot to mention one of my uh sort of uh, hypothesis for uh, the creation of this film is that i think a, a lot of the i guess dialogue was probably improv I'm, i imagine they went off of a scriptment as they call it where it's just all, like they just had the scenes written down and they showed up and then just sort of like <laughs> threw it all together uh, from there. Well, well, when you have these fine thespians, I mm-hmm. mean, Steve, maybe the groundlings should, uh, you know, hire these guys <laughs> as teachers because these guys are improv masters. 100 uh, percent. So and then uh, I think next is like Miles goes to I like a mechanic shop, but it's like the police's mechanic yeah, shop. Yeah, it's like the police motor pool. I guess that's the I don't know if that's the proper term or not, but that's what I wrote down. And and this like really, really sort of solidified the greatness of this film. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah. Did, did you want to take it or? Yeah. So basically, Miles shows up, and uh, this is when we are introduced to Tracy, who's a cop. And they oh, just start. No, no, she wasn't introduced. She was just standing there, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. There she was, was yeah, there. you know, she wasn't doing anything. She's just there to talk to Miles. So yeah, Miles goes up to her, and they just immediately start yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like that reminded me of that SNL sketch uh, where Will Ferrell would do the the guy that can't he can't tell how loud he's being. Right, he's got, like a right. disease. Like that's how they were yelling at each other. I think the the idea like is that. Uh, the director, Daddy, Daddy Donahue, he was like, okay, we're going to throw in, like, you know, th- someone's working on a car over here. You know, they're just faking it, so we're going to throw the sound effects in later. But it's really loud, so you guys need to, like, talk loudly like you're talking over the uh, the mechanic yeah, exactly. stuff here. And they just yell at the top of their lungs. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, maybe two feet from each other. And it, they're supposed to be having just a regular conversation, too. Because, like, you know, at first, I don't know, they sort of yell at each other about, I don't even really remember. And uh, um, and then at the end, he ends up hitting on her. And they, she goes right, on a date. Right, they start flirting. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like at one point she asks him if he's the video cop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because basically he says something. This is where we find out. He's like, yeah, my show's been on for 14, uh, for 16 weeks. But he's like yelling at the top of his lung. Right. And she's like, you know, they're saying that you're the vi- the video cop. And then he yells. We're, we're all, all potential, potential video vi- cops. Like, what? <laughs> what is that? 
does, like people, everybody isn't walking around with a camcorder. Like that's something you would say now because everybody has a cell phone with a camera, you know? That's true. And, uh, and then she says, yeah, I hope you're not in over your head. And he just goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start flirting and she, they somehow, he asked her to dinner and this is not the first time that they've been on a date because mm-hmm. she talks about the last time they were on a date. And she says, the food, w- yeah, I remember our date. The food was cold, but everything else was hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of Tracy's many great lines. And and I also have another uh, sort of uh, thing to throw out there is, um, all right, have, did you notice that it basically becomes Tracy's movie and she has all the best lines? Do you think perhaps yeah. she was... Uh, dating uh, uh sean at the time or maybe even the dad or something and they were just like she was like i'm gonna make you a star baby so they like gave her maybe I, I and you know i mean honestly i think it was a good decision because <laughs> neither of them is strong enough to carry the movie the movie on their own right. <laughs> and listen i'm not even saying that they're strong enough to do it together right but by kind of splitting it it, it it makes you kind of get you don't really get sick of either character right because you would get bored too fast if it was just one or the other yeah I got you that's uh you that makes I, I hate to say but Patrick Donahue might know what he's doing like it's <laughs> I feel like he knows he's not making a good movie but he knows how to somehow make it entertaining mm-hmm. one way or another uh, but yeah so they agreed to have Miles cook dinner for her and the next scene is him at his house cooking dinner. And this seed is insane. This is like the calm before the storm, basically. This is after this, like the movie tends to just be all action. Mm. But Miles is cooking. He's he's gonna make spaghetti, and he's boiling pasta, and it's just pasta boiling. And I'm sure you've boiled pasta before. It doesn't really like sm- have like a smell <laughs> per se, you know. But he's smelling it like he is Gordon Ramsay cooking. His his grand opus, you know. He's also monologuing to himself, uh, and he's like, "Oh, this is my secret family recipe." Like, and yeah. it's like, why do we need to know that? Like, no one cares. Well, Steve, did you notice uh, how he made his uh, tomato sauce? Ah, uh, not really. Please tell me, Steve. It was he microwaved. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's what he pulls out of the microwave is the fucking marinara sauce. So obviously sauce. the Donahue men don't cook their own spaghetti. Uh, so. No, no. So he's boiling pasta. Fine. Uh, but then he's just like heating up uh, marinara sauce that we and we see the jar. So it's not like a family recipe. We see the jar of the Prego or whatever right. on the counter. And then he just like mixes it together. He like has a little tea set. Mm, she's gonna love this. Right, right. And then uh, and then she shows up. I love the doorbell sound effect. It's like the fakest. It's like you know their doorbell doesn't sound like that. Uh, Steve, did you notice that? Like, I, I guess I'll talk about it later on, but uh, a little preview for the audience and probably for you because. I noticed it, but I, I I had I played it back for someone last night to make sure I wasn't crazy. That they use two, Star Wars uh, laser sound effects during the finale, not once but twice. I, yeah, I heard. I think I heard one, and it sounded really. I'm like, did that just happen? Like, why was that even in there? <laughs> yeah, they use like stormtrooper laser sounds. Wow. But we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to it mm. later, but yeah. But yeah, she's oh she shows up. Uh, they she. 
pretends like what he's making smells good, and then they kind of like start to get it on. They make they make out before dinner. What a bunch of whores! <laughs> I, I guess they're just working up an appetite. You know, yeah, there you go. Well, microwaved spaghetti. That's why the spaghetti was cold, but everything else was hot, baby. I guess. Oh, <laughs> that may be Steve, because by the time they eat it, it's gotten cold. You know, Patrick. Oh man. <sighs> He's a genius. You know, look out, uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Patrick. Then the movie makes the, you know, the uh, very sensible transition of going from them uh, getting ready to make love to uh, the next scene is at a playground. Yep. That, that's <laughs> that's what you want to do for your next transition. Of course. Yeah. Well, hey, Patrick Donahue is a genius. So, hey, who are we to question him? Uh, yeah. Like, dude's playing uh, horseshoes and then out of nowhere... Um, Chino. Miles is playing horseshoes with somebody else because he's a badass. Right, of course, and he hits it. Um, he gets the I don't even I don't know how to play horseshoes. <laughs> like he gets a horseshoe in one. Yeah, I hole in one. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is, and of course he gets a touchdown in horseshoes. And then um, a uh, little girl gets uh, kidnapped by actually yeah. Twos. Pretty much does twos. the kidnapping. Did you notice throughout the movie that Chino is waiting for him like in a car? Right. Uh, like Chino does like zero fighting. I have a feeling he was the one guy they were friends with who wasn't a stunt man. Yeah, I think he only shoots people. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, anyway, like Chino, we need you for your acting skills. <laughs> yeah. And the way that you always say things the same way in the same rhythm. Uh, but um, so yeah, they kidnap this uh, little girl. <laughs> man, this again. They just kept raising the bar with this movie. Like so. Um, um, Miles runs after them. I think he jumps in a car or something. He jumps on it in a motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycle. That's what it is because we get a pretty cool stunt so, yeah, with that. Yeah, he's chasing them. They're, they're, they're like in a car. And out of nowhere, uh, Chino and Twos are just like, we got to ditch the kid. And, I mean, l- luckily the stunt didn't really work, but they throw <laughs> they throw the little girl out of the car. Like, <laughs> just, right. I'm like. And they have the kid do her own stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's just like, like you know, being thrown into like some bushes or and whatever. The, and could, there, there could have been like a crash pad there. The car something. stops too, because originally they're going, and then they cut, and the car like really quick, and the car is obviously stopped, and they just sort of let her out. But uh, still, yeah. I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't just like throw like a dummy or something out of a moving see, car. And, like, and yeah, that's the thing. This is where the uh, you know the sort of kid aspect kind of. Uh, puts a little bit damper on what would be an otherwise fun movie um <laughs> but uh um, i don't know man they, they i mean the kids do their own stunts here so <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i'm just saying you know what i mean but uh yeah but yeah so like miles is like chasing them for like a long time with the motorcycle and basically mm. they throw the kid out to uh try and uh get him to stop but at one point they have this crazy sequence where while miles is chasing them they like slam on the brakes chino and the bad guy mm. and miles basically does like a the motorcycle goes over the top of the car and kind of comes down barely, barely makes it past the hood of the car. In fact, I think like the back tire catches the hood, uh, but, you know, still lands. And then they do a thing where like Chino is like bumping his car mm-hmm. into the back uh, tire of the motorcycle. And they're going like at a pretty, you know, high rate of speed to be doing that. Like it's kind of a crazy stunt. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And uh, you forgot to mention that. Somehow, Miles was able to have time to check on the little girl and catch up to, like, twos and um, 
and Chino, you know. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it just, I'm like, wow, that is he's a fast guy. That Miles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a. Did they end up like losing him or something. I can't remember exactly how. Do do they get into a fight with him? Um, I think. Let's see. I have it down here. All right. He ends up sliding down a hill. Um. Oh, that's what it yeah. is. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this is like one of the many vehicles that gets destroyed. The motorcycle goes off like the side of the cliff, and and so does uh, yeah. Miles and uh, Twos. They they have a pretty good f- fight scene that ends with Miles sliding down a hill. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then, like, do we see Miles like you know uh, taking care of his wounds or going to the hospital or anything like that? Nope. nope. Now, out of nowhere, Miles is filming some guys stealing cars. Yeah, he's yeah, back, he's back to uh, his his job. He, I mean, I would say you know he was on a nice uh, cocktail of cocaine and steroids, but clearly he wasn't on steroids. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I mean, I mean he's in good shape, but yeah, he's not like right, up right, or anything. Right. But uh, Chino, after they finally get rid of Miles, Chino once again says, "Let's go get a beer." Uh, <laughs> he just has lo- three beer. three lines, and then that monologue at the end, which we will get to. Um, and we're not doing this whole chase scene with the kidnapping of the kid like any justice. Oh, like, no. You've, you've got to see this stuff to believe. I mean, it's so awesome. <laughs> like, all of this would have been, if you were to do it in a modern movie, even a cheap one, you would probably CGI every stunt. Yeah, and that stuff doesn't... It's unreasonably dangerous. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, and, uh, okay, so... Let's see, Adam Miles is filming some guys. All right, so, oh, this is the scene where Miles slides around on top of the um, car. No, actually, this is a different time. <laughs> There's just... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Miles, yeah. So Miles is trying to get these carjackers who, mm-hmm. like, get in a car, and they're, like, starting to drive away. And I don't remember how Miles ends up on the roof of their car, um, but he does. <laughs> and he's, like, holding a camcorder in one hand, hanging onto the roof with the other, and he's... He's like, oh, stop, guys. And it's clearly dubbed over audio. Right. And then to get him off the roof, they start just doing a parking lot. They start like moving, driving back and forth, like forward and backwards, forward and backwards. Mm-hmm. And every time like they go forward, like he'll like flip over the roof, but he still stays on the roof, hanging on with one hand, but he'll like flip to the back of the car and then he'll flip to the front of the car. And it's so funny. He's still holding on to his camcorder the whole time. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, I would assume like they probably had him wired on to the car because otherwise I don't know how you'd be able to hold on like that right. while still flipping over it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's just like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, hey, stop the car, guys. Whoa. It's yeah, it's impressive and terrible. Oh, absolutely. And so after that, um, he gives the car stealers or whatever they are um, the old uh, video cop treatment. And I will. Yeah, he he. Well, he he gets into the car. He like breaks the back windshield, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Oh, this. And he starts fighting with the guys in the back seat. Yeah, I, I forgot the uh, <laughs> the action scene still wasn't and, over. And and then for some reason, rather than stay in the parking lot, like this guy, the guy driving the car could have just stopped the car mm-hmm. and helped his friend fight fight him. They like drive out. He like drives out to like somewhere where it's like very dark. It's impossible to see what's going on in the back. Everyone's mm-hmm. on you to see like a foot or a or a punch or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't understand. And I, I remember correctly, this scene ends with the car gets like, it hits like another car and they both explode and the car goes up in the air. And I guess at this point, miles had gotten out of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember it happening because again, it was so dark, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, this is like car number vehicle number four or five. That's been completely destroyed in this film. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, he, and this is like 20 minutes into the movie. Oh yeah. Like the midpoint of this film when I first, I thought it was the end. Well, yeah. It feels like it should be the end. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Um, but I, I will say I thought the cinematography and it shows that again, somebody cared when like the, the cop car, the cops show up to, um, get the, you know, the car thieves and, mm-hmm. um, I know what you're going to say. They have all the, um, they have the fog going, they have the lights, like, uh, it actually looked pretty good. Yeah, it did. Uh, the guys are tied up mm-hmm. on the post, you know, and their chest has parole violators and the cop that walks up to them, looks at his chest and he goes, and I quote video cop. I'm beginning to like this guy. Oh, yeah. You, you nailed it. <laughs> yep. The cops, see, even the cops love Video Cop. He's giving him the yeah. uh, the rub there. Um, so now Miles goes, is this the first time going to this bar or maybe the second? Yes, this is like one of like four or five times that he goes to this bar. Right. And every time he goes to this bar, a, a giant fight, fight erupts. Yep. So, But every time he walks in, they're like, nobody like tries to stop him or anything. Uh, it's like, it's fine. You know me. I guess they're just like at this bar, don't give anybody a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Like they, they, they will <laughs> look the other way every time. You know? Yep. Yep. Uh, so I love how when miles walks in, not only does he look like a doofus, like we mentioned earlier, canary yellow polo and doctors, <laughs> he walks in trying to like talk like cool or something. Yes. He walks in, he's like, Jojo, my man. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. So he goes, to uh, um, ask for information from Jojo and then a pointless bar fight breaks out. Then they go outside and then they fight some more and they fight in slow motion. And, uh, it totally reminded me of dark place. Did you get those vibes? Yeah. I, I got those vibes too. And, and, and Jojo like, Kind of before he and Miles start fighting, like Miles is clearly like bowing up to him about to fight, and Jojo just like looks at some guy, and goes, "Ah, beat this guy up!" Oh. And like <laughs> then, so Miles beats that guy. Then Jojo turns to the guy, "Ah, you fight him!" Right. So I guess Jojo can just tell anybody to like fight. Uh, and then they end up Jojo and Miles end up outside the bar, and that's when like Miles beats him up. Mm-hmm. But uh, then like, and Miles is just trying to get information. Uh, from him about Chino or whatever, right, I guess. Right, right. But then all these guys that were in the bar come out, and JoJo's like, "Oh, they work for me," even though JoJo works for Chino. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. And then so now we're outside the bar, and there's a huge fight scene where like Miles takes on like I don't know, like a dozen or so guys. A lot of guys. And it's a pretty, for the most part, it's a pretty good fight scene. Uh, there's some really cool stunts here. Uh, a lot of guys take some good hits. There's a couple like kind of weird parts where he just like does like a very light shove, you know, to like one guy. He like throws himself into another guy. But yeah, there's some really cool stunts here. Some really tough hits uh, <laughs> involving that car. What, what, what did you think about this fight? Yeah, scene? this I have it written down right here to uh, mention the choreography in this scene. And I mean, yeah, it's just uh, I, I always wonder like. Because I, I assume that uh, that Sean is probably the you know the fight coordinator, and he's just like, oh, okay, so in this scene, I want to show that not only can I give hits, but I can also take them, and you know, yeah, he gets beat up a lot, rinse and repeat uh, over and over again. Um, I think I think he does. Does he win this overall scene? I can't remember I this fight. I feel like he does. I, I Like barely, right? Like he gets beat up quite a bit, but he manages to like eke out a victory. Well, he always gets out in the end. He's miles oh, long. Uh, but we should say, uh, I did write one of uh, 
uh, Miles one-liners here when he's talking to Jojo outside before you know the the giant fight scene. Jojo tells him, "Get out of my face!" And Miles says, "Get out of my face! Where did you pick up that kind of language?" Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His one-liners what? make no sense. None. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next scene, I believe, is a scene where we see, like, Tracy is making a cake <laughs> in her kitchen from, like, 1971. <laughs> right. Uh, everything in this kitchen is, like, wood paneled, mm-hmm. including the freaking dishwasher. Did you notice that? The <laughs> dishwasher? It's like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. It's like a wood paneled dishwasher. It's mm-hmm. terrible. But, yeah, so this is where we find out Tracy has a daughter named Suzanne, and that's most... Isn't it weird Sorry, that, I mean, why not? Like, Suzanne is the name, like, of a 37-year-old, like, office professional. It should be his Susie, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I actually, for some reason in my notes for a long time, and I don't know how I did this, I had Tracy's name as Susie and uh, <laughs> the kid as Tracy, just because I guess in my mind those made more sense. They do. But, <laughs> anyway, so we established that she's got, like, a little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets a phone call from Miles where they... <laughs> pick up where they left off and by that i mean they are yelling at each other although I've, I've got tracy's line here right here how dare you try to tell me oh wait no I, I started too late so miles calls and yells at tracy and she says i'm doing my job damn it i'm doing my job she hangs up and then miles calls back tracy <laughs> picks up the phone and says how dare you try to tell me how to do my job i'm doing my job and then hangs up like, why did it have to happen twice, you hell? Why twice? I, it's so funny. And and the reason why Miles is calling her and yelling is because he's mad at the progress of the police's investigation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and Tracy's like, we've got like a dozen guys on it. I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the funniest part of this scene might be that Miles, when he's dialing her number back, he does it so angry and slow, which we've all done the slow <laughs> dial back in the day, you know, but he does it so awkward. It, it's like he dials a phone number like he just got his fingers that day. Like, it's so weird and awkward. <laughs> oh, man. Just uh, like anyways. Well, so while this is happening, uh, after they hang up, uh, we see that Chino has like pulled up uh, and Chino is like, you know, sees that. Uh, Susie, Tracy's kid, mm-hmm. is outside playing. So he kidnaps her. Susie gets another phone call. She thinks it's Miles. <laughs> she starts to once again say that she's doing her job. <laughs> but then Miles is like, oh, it's me, uh, or Chino. It's me, Chino. Uh, I've got your kid. Yeah. You yeah. know. Chino and calls if- to tell her that she's been kidnapped. And this is this is like... This is the what motivates the series of events here is just Chino tells him to bring him miles long. He'll know where to find me. Like, like, why did he have to kidnap him? All he has to do is say, hey, Miles, come and get me because he was already following yeah. him to begin with. So, yeah, right. Miles is already going after him anyway. Like, there's no need to kidnap this kid other than I mean. I, I guess, you know, Chino, it's just the thing he likes to do. We've established, you know, the kind of crime that he likes to commit. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to repeat it for the sake of the algorithm. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, it's no surprise that he's kidnapping a little girl. But, yeah, very weird, very unnecessary. Uh, he does tell Tracy that not to get the cops involved, that if he does, you know, he'll kill her, mm-hmm. uh, the, the daughter, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. The funniest thing, though, is, like, 
<laughs> then Tracy goes to Miles, like physically goes to Miles' office and you know, uh, she shows up in a huff and he's like, oh, I can't believe you're so mad about just two phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Basically, Miles is like, you shouldn't be mad that I called you and yelled at you. <laughs> but you did leave out a crucial scene because, I mean, it's all crucial, right? And that is, right, right, right. Um, bef- okay, so Miles was uh, exiting his office as a Tracy was pulling up in her car. She almost runs him over, but then runs oh, out. Oh, that's right. And that's when they did. But that's before what that scene, Miles was just casually loading a gun again at the office. And then he's walking through the parking lot, just sort of waving it around. like <laughs> <laughs> To no one. <laughs> right. And uh, th- this is California. Uh, well, maybe they were a little more lax with gun laws back in the 90s. But, uh, hey, whatever. Um I, I think I, I'm get, starting to get a feeling um, as to why this guy was only a cop for six months. Right, right. Cause, well, there we also also earlier when he was um, when they were yelling at each other, him and Tracy. I remember there was one time where he was like, "Can't for once, can't you just bend the law?" It's like, <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> right? that's called being a criminal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles uh, has a weird view of justice and uh, law and order. He that's really sure. hates parole violators. Everyone else gets a pass, yeah. but uh, parole violators, yeah. they go down. And the funniest thing here is like, so Tracy then tells Miles, you know, what happened. Uh, and Miles, who's been going after these guys and doing it, circumventing the law and was just complaining about the police not doing enough. Then he tells her, oh, can't you shouldn't you get the police involved like suddenly he wants nothing to do with it now that cheeto's on the offensive right right <laughs> see that's why he's such an asshole uh but uh, oh my god then they go to the bar again mm-hmm. oh my god this is when we first see the bouncer who's just like sitting so miles and tracy they decide to like get... burst in guns waving everywhere that's right but but what are they what's the first thing that happens when they walk in uh, Tracy like whips her gun right. at the at the bouncer who's just sitting there right. and the way he gets knocked out by this is has this man ever fallen asleep it's like he doesn't know what it's like <laughs> he just like bobbles his head and then like closes right. his eyes it's so weird mm-hmm. uh but yeah what I love about this like they come in they say something that's like hard to understand because of the music right. I think Tracy says Long. everybody Tracy says like uh freeze we're the police no they're no you're not Miles is, it was established. Miles was only a cop six for six right, months. Right. But she's like, freeze, we're the police. Everybody just relax, I think is what she says. Mm-hmm. And then they get taken over by the bad guys in the bar in like about three seconds. Yeah, they uh, finally, our heroes go down and they get kidnapped and thrown into a van. And then they get. Well, they don't just get kidnapped. I mean, they get beat up. Both oh, yeah, Miles a... and Tracy get beat up a lot. Like, like they, they, you know, they. The bad guys are like holding their hands, you know, holding them back. And, you know, Chino or whoever, not Chino, somebody, the bad guys in the bar are just taking free shots. Right. Tracy gets punched in the face like seven times. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't mean to skimp on the action or the brutality. I mean, we'd be here all day because, yeah, every every fight in this film is an epic fight for the most part. At at, at this point, Tracy and... um, Miles are basically like bloody messes, mm-hmm. and they stay bloody messes throughout the whole f- the rest of the film. 
they generally get bloodier and bloodier except for a couple times that there's you know some a little bit of time between fights mm. uh where they get cleaned up but they still have you know some bruising and stuff right so yeah basically we get a pretty long action sequence here we'll try to i don't know hit the the highlights. Oh wait, wait! I, I, I am so sorry. There is one line that Chino says at the at the bar after they capture them. All right. Uh, so Chino goes to Miles and says, uh, "Guess what? I'm gonna do to uh, you know her daughter what I did to the girl that you threw me in jail for." Because I don't think we've mentioned that Chino was in jail because. Oh my God! I just realized, Steve. Wow. How long was Chino in jail? Do you remember? Three months or six? Five years. Five. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Miles was only a cop for six months. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So are we to believe that Miles was a cop five years ago for six months? Because <laughs> Miles is the one that got him in jail. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But they make it seem like Miles was just recently a cop. Right. Like he just recently got out of the force. So it's really yeah. confusing. Anyways, Chino says to to Miles, um, uh, I'm going to do the thing, you know, to, to Susie that I did to the girl that you got me in prison for. But then he says, the cool thing about it is you can only watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense. Um... Then they have the long uh, kind of action sequence because now they're like thrown into vans. Yeah, we get the double um... kick to the groin in the van here, which sends the guy's head through the uh, skylight. Oh, there! this was kind of funny because Miles... He kicks the driver out of the van, and then the guy just mm-hmm. sort of very cartoonily runs into a street sign and hits his yeah, head. Yeah, the, the guy gets like thrown out of a moving van, uh, actually gets thrown out while it's moving. Mm-hmm. Kudos to him. Uh, and then he starts running after the van, but I guess he's just paying so much attention to the van, he doesn't notice that there's like a, a ped zing sign or something, right. and he just like runs into like a cartoon head first. And we, uh, yeah, we really it made me legit, it made me like laugh oh, out loud, yeah, just because it was so random. It was like, do we really need to see what happened to that guy after he got thrown out of the out of the vehicle? Yeah. And, I mean, and the thing is, I usually hate that gag mm-hmm. the uh, guy hits his head on like you know something that's hanging a little low or whatever mm-hmm. i hate that gag because you can see it coming a mile away and it's not funny well in this case this is the first time i've seen it where it's like generally funny and i did not expect it at all did right you? no no i mean that's the great thing about this film is that uh you just don't know what's gonna happen the first time you watch yeah. it it's just uh and during this fight in the van uh you know the vans are moving uh, there's like guys being like flung into the glass, into the windows in the van and they're like breaking out. And at one point the, it cuts to Chino who's in another van and he can tell that there's a lot of commotion back in the mm. other van. And somebody's like, Oh, what's going on in the other van? And Chino goes, eh, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chino, whatever you say. Um, yeah. so yeah, basically this one ends with, um, uh, this is the one where Miles, I think he he crashes the van off the cliff, and yeah, uh, like Tracy's knocked out, and they all think Miles is dead. Um, and uh, wouldn't you know, like right after they leave, um, he wakes up, he's resurrected, um, and uh, they take, grabs his gun, right, takes a single bullet and put it puts it in his pocket that he never i mean i guess we could assume it's the bullet at the very end of the movie but they don't really address mm. this it's uh it's whatever and uh they they take 
um, Chino takes. Yeah, they take Tracy to like some kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like a shack that's like their hideout or something. Yeah. And while Tracy like is shown, sees that like her daughter is in one of the other rooms and she just starts yelling, my baby, my baby, mm-hmm. uh, which she yells over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. How would you describe her pleading for her <laughs> life and her baby here? It's about as annoying as the rest of her performance. Like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty obnoxious. Yeah. It's like they should have punched her sooner <laughs> or something, but, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious though. Um, so yeah, then the, so twos is a, trying to put the moves on Tracy while, um, I mean, well, he's trying to assault her sexually. Yes. Well, I mean, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it putting the moves on her. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the, the bad moves. Okay. Uh, and uh, this, oh, God, this was so good. Even seeing it for the second time. Miles. I watched this scene. I, I know what you're going to talk about. I watched this like four times. Miles crashes through the window, this tiny, just square. From the outside. To the inside. Yeah, and he like doesn't he land in like a perfect three point stance like a freaking yeah, superhero? He, it's crazy. This window, it must be like two feet by two feet or something. Mm-hmm. Like like it's very small. Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe maybe it's you're three not three expecting feet. anyone to crash through it. <laughs> yeah, he like crashes through the window as he goes in, flies through the window head first. He rolls forward as he's landing on the ground and perfectly like springs up to his feet. And then Toos turns to him and goes, where did you come from? And Miles says, the window. <laughs> and then you notice that as he's saying the window, like it gets cut off kind of. Yeah. He's like, the window. And then like it kind of cuts off. But it's like, Toos, he literally just came through a window that was like five feet behind you. Mm-hmm. Where The door is closed. <laughs> the entrance is closed. Where else would he have come from? I know. It's... Did you not hear the loud crashing? I don't know why they felt they even needed those lines there. I mean, he should have just jumped through and they should have just started fighting. Like, I I, I mean, maybe they just... I, I think it was supposed to be, like, in the delivery. I think it was probably supposed to be more like, it's like, oh, you're here kind of a thing. Uh, where did you come from? Not literally, like, how did you get in here? Just more like, I thought you were dead kind of a thing. I'm guessing they, you know, probably thought they were going to have, like, a, a big, like, warehouse that day. So maybe when he did, like, you know, jump through a window, it would be like... Hey, where'd you come from? But instead, they get the little yeah. shack that day, and it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I, I really think it was supposed to be like a, oh, I thought you were dead. Where did you come from? And then Miles is supposed to quip the window as a joke, but instead they didn't. They just didn't do that for some reason. Yep, they but I think that's what it's supposed to be. Failed spectacularly. Uh, so yeah, Miles fights twos and wins, and he realizes that Chino took uh, Susie. Then Miles. Yeah, because at this point, uh, the idea we, we forgot to mention is that Tooze is basically going to get to have his way with, before Miles gets there, Tooze was going to have his way with uh, Tracy, while Chino was going to go have his way with her daughter. Right, right, right. And uh, this part is uh, pretty hilarious because uh, uh, so Miles stops Tracy from killing Tooze, but she still grabs an axe and like attempts she's having a hard time lifting it she try she thrusts it at um twos is like crotch basically yeah she's like swinging it like down to the ground mm-hmm. and every with every swing she's getting closer and closer to his crotch um because they're trying to get him to give him information and like tracy kind of wants to kill him mm-hmm. and miles like no we need him for information 
Uh, and Tracy had like this. This was like a really long fight scene too between the three of them, between Two's Tracy mm-hmm. and uh, Miles. Mm-hmm. And Two's uh, this is where I was saying like Two's does a lot of stunts. He like flies back out through that window. <laughs> yeah. I think something like that. He gets kicked through, or maybe it was a door. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, Tracy ends up like because Two's gets the better of Miles as everybody does at at one point, and Tracy gets like a like a shard of like like a plank. Right. Or something. I remember that. That's got like sharp edges and she like stabs twos in the stomach <laughs> repeatedly, which is pretty brutal if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, wait till you sh- see what she does to JoJo later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they just leave twos and then they go back to the same. Yeah, because he's not helping them. And then right. they're like, they leave him to die. So they go to the bar. Like the heroes they are. Yeah, yeah. That, see, like he's a, yeah, they're, they're assholes. Um, he, so basically he goes and he bullies Jojo again. Uh, and, um, and then this is when we get to meet bouncer, the bouncer, uh, yeah, he, uh, he intervenes and, uh, miles gets beat up even more. Uh, and then this bouncer is very reasonable because yeah. he's like, first he's like, Hey, can you just stop hurting him? Uh, and he like, won't stop. And the bouncer is probably the worst actor in the, oh, in the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> And that's saying something. His his delivery is just like awful, yeah. awful. Good ca- good casting, uh, visually looks wise, you mm. know, uh, big imposing dude, and all his like fi- his physicality looks good. All his kicks, his punches, they all look really good. But ooh, anytime he opens his mouth, it's it's atrocious. Right. But basically, uh, Miles is getting the shit beat out of him by this bouncer and then miles stands up after getting kicked and he tells the bouncer hey can't we solve this some other way (laughs) and the bouncer just very reasonably is like well what do you have what do you need and he's like i'm just trying to find cheeto he's like oh why didn't you say so uh i've been instructed to take him there to take you there yeah so stupid so why didn't you just take him there from the beginning Yeah, so they take like their guns, um, the bouncer and the other bad Jojo. They take like Tracy and Miles' weapons, and then they take them to a house, Mm -hmm. I guess, with a pool in the backyard. And that's where Chino is waiting for them. And they've tied up Tracy's daughter. Um, She's all tied up, but she's on a float Mm -hmm. in the middle of a pool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically, um, Chino gives this big uh, monologue, but. he also mentions that, and well, no, that's later. Um, basically, oh, the... I love this monologue. That you about the monologue where like Chino starts talking about luck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you you want to take it? I want to hear you s- deliver it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't write. All I wrote was the luck story. But uh, yeah, he says something about like how he doesn't like people telling him like what kind of luck he has. Well, it was weird. I, he was like, remember. people would say I was lucky uh, to eat breakfast. That's right. To eat lunch. Oh, right. He's talking about in prison. In prison, right, the guards right. would tell him that. And yeah. uh, now I'm the one who gets to tell people how lucky they are. Like, I just remember it into yeah, that. Yeah, and he's like, and Miles, your luck is bad luck. That's the only kind of luck you have left. Yeah. And your luck uh, has just ran out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good of a oh, job. Oh, and this is also when Miles uh, says that, like, I can't remember if it's Miles or Chino that brings it up first, but, like, his name it's like Miles Long. That's your full name, and he's like, you know, makes fun of him for like his his name. Well, and, it's weird uh, though. Uh, I don't know why this is in there, and I, I don't know if you noticed it, but like when he asks him and he says, "Yeah," he like grabs his crotch for some reason. 
Miles does. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Miles is like, yeah, that's my name. And then he grabs himself. Yeah. It's... But it's weird. It's like Miles doesn't know where a penis usually <laughs> is because he's clearly trying to grab himself, but he like kind of just grabs his thigh, like the inside of his thigh. Maybe he's implying like he's very well endowed. I, think that's I don't know. It, I think that's like the joke. Uh, and boy, is it a joke uh, for sure. So then like Chino gives Miles this like weird ultimate i don't i don't like this option he's like yeah if you can fight uh this other goon i can't remember his name i think tico or something like a weird name Mm -hmm. if you can fight this guy uh for every 30 seconds that you fight him hold on i gotta backtrack so chino has this like spear and it's like basically he took the end of like a pool thing that you would use to like clean leaves from a pool and just put like a head, there's like a knife at the end of it yeah. or something. He's like, for every 30 seconds that you're fighting this guy, every, I'm going to poke a hole in the raft that the flotation device that the little girl is on. So I guess the idea is like, if he takes too long in the fight, she'll end up sinking and drowning. Right. But doesn't he say, it, Miles, if you beat him, I will kill you anyway? Like, Yeah. It, I, it, it almost sounds like they were trying to establish a ticking clock for some reason yeah it's like a, it's yeah it's it's like a ticking time bomb yeah. gag uh so they start fighting mm. and it's so weird because like miles and tracy end up fighting like tons everybody of yeah 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 um and at one point when miles is a, a, and tracy are kind of getting a little bit of the upper hand there's a guy in the background just watching like one of the bad guys is just watching he's not getting involved mm-hmm. just patiently <laughs> sitting I was like, okay right right and uh, it, there's uh, something significant, though. Uh, Tracy makes Jojo shoot his own dick off. Uh, Thank you. And then somehow, later, Jojo is still alive and okay, and then he attempts to drown Tracy and her daughter. Yeah, like like not, not even a minute later, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, like yeah. jumps in the pool. I mean, and jumps with full vigor. And that pool is pretty disgusting. Oh, I know. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't believe they had them in there, especially the little girl. But mm-hmm. um, I hope they all get paid I, well I, that day. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was just really weird. Uh, the only person in this movie that really sells their injuries. Well, there's three people that sell their injuries throughout the film. Uh, Tracy. Uh, what's his name? Miles mm-hmm. and twos because he's selling his stomach injury right, the rest right. of the movie. So I'll give him that. He's mm-hmm. like holding his stomach and bandaged up the whole movie. Yeah. So <clears throat> what did you think about the way? So the guy that Miles was told, like, hey, you got to try to fight this guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by Chino. The guy like throws beats up Miles, of course, kicks him into the pool. Awesome. And at this kicks, point, yeah. The, yeah, the spear is in the pool because Tracy had like wrangled it away from Chino mm-hmm. while she was in the pool, which made no sense. Anyways, Miles apparently kills the guy by chucking the spear at him. And I say apparently because they never Miles, it. we see him throwing at him, but we never see it hitting the guy ever. We just see him throwing it, and then you hear off camera, Ugh! Yeah, see, that's like one of the times when they forgot to film a reaction shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that guy is dead. Uh, Tracy is kid. Susie has drowned, though. Right, and uh, Miles gives her CPR, and I guess this is <laughs> this is with Tracy curses her uh uh she she cusses her because cusses her. The, okay right. so trace 
Tracy tells her, damn it, Susie, breathe or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they like resuscitate Susie, but she's like in a coma. And when they're at the hospital, the next scene, like what's her face? Tracy is broken over. She just, Tracy just keeps saying to Susie's body. I didn't mean to cuss you. I didn't mean to cuss you. <laughs> but uh, before that, how about the performance of that doctor? <laughs> oh, my God. And the, it's, the, I'm, I, it's like the doctor's in a coma. And the thing that I also liked is that this, the doctor, the man of science, says, oh, we just don't know too much about it. Uh, you need to have faith and pray. See ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'm going to prescribe three prayers a day right, and right. <laughs> uh see if she gets better. Yeah, so yeah, they make a really big uh, or um Tracy makes a really big deal about cursing. <laughs> that's yeah. and at one point she says that's why she's in a coma. It's so weird. Um Yeah, it's very strange. And then like Chino goes to like this other gang that he's trying to recruit, mm -hmm. uh, a gang of skinheads basically. Mm -hmm. Motorcycle um, gang, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're definitely supposed to be Nazis because a few of them have, like, Nazi-type tattoos. But uh, Chino and the skinhead guy, the head guy, have this weird conversation with the skinhead guy. Like, hey, you know, we don't like your kind, you know, like, the, the, that, you know, do violate little kids. Uh, and then Chino's like, yeah, but we both hate Buzz's face. And then Chino sells him, like, holds, puts his hand over his other hand, like, kind of like in a seductive romantic yeah. manner. It's like, hey, we shared a cell together. You didn't mind, and then I can't tell it's an audible because of the music. Right. But the implication is like Chino and this guy were having sex in prison, is what I got. Is that what you got? Yes. I'm like, okay. Why, like, is that the connection? Like, why do we even need to know why they have a connection? I thought, you know, it was enough that they hated uh, Miles together. They did both. Yeah, yeah. They both hate Miles more than they dislike each other, basically. But then they also enjoy sex with one another. It's. <laughs> Just in prison, Steve. Oh, I mean, you just. Oh, I see. What happens in prison? Stays You're lucky in to be having sex with a skinhead. Yeah. You know, that's what the cops, the prison guards, would yell at him. You know? Oh God. So yeah. Um. So yeah. He recruits Tracy is like the motorcycle. Upset. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're back at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and then I love this. So like, Tracy is like at a uh, church in the hospital, like like the uh, little church area, mm -hmm. you know. And then it's weird because then Miles walks in. And tells her, hey, I'm sorry I haven't been around for support the last two days. <laughs> what was he doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there was a sale on baby blue polos. I, uh, <laughs> one day Okay, only. so anyways, while this happens, they, they you know, Miles is like, hey, do you want to go get some fresh air and go for a ride in my car? As they're like leaving the church area of the hospital, they see that Tracy's daughter is flatlined all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Uh, so the doctors and nurses they're working on her. They they get her resuscitated. Uh, and what does Tracy and Miles do? Are they gonna stick around and make sure she's okay? They go, okay. Tracy says, okay, let's go for that drive. Right, right. She was <laughs> she was reluctant at first. Like yeah, that's um, true. she was saying, Oh, I already told the police it's their business now. Um, they also, for whatever reason, felt a need to mention that, uh, I'm, I mean, I guess it pays off with, uh, the, the character who's about to be introduced, but they mentioned that they're both under investigation. Um, yeah. By internal affairs. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I don't know why internal affairs is investigating miles since he's not a cop, exactly. but she says that they want to talk to him too. But yeah, Tracy, you're right. Tracy was very reluctant to like go with miles to take care of Chino and the gang because she says, I don't care. I got my kid back. <laughs> 
And Miles is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're just going to let this happen to somebody else? And she's like, I don't care. I got mine back. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, so they tried to have some kind of internal conflict, I guess. But yeah. But yeah, right after yeah, Suzanne flatlines and she comes back to life and Tracy changes her mind. And then as yeah, they... it's supposed to be like Tracy realizes, oh, I can't let this happen to somebody else. Right, right, right. And as they're walking. So, hey, credit where credit's due. I mean, they're giving her a little bit of character development. I mean. Yeah, for what it for some reason. Yeah, I guess you need that when you're throwing thugs on rusty nails, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as they're walking out of the hospital, uh, a man with a notebook follows them and he's got like a hat. He looks at <laughs> Like he stepped out of the 50s or something. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then Tracy and Miles are in the car. And, oh, this is a pretty pretty fun line. Miles says there's shotguns in the back. Tracy starts loading. Miles says, Chino has about 20 guys. And Tracy's, do you know what Tracy says? Yeah, because Miles is like, can you handle that or something like that? Or is that going to be a problem? And she goes, oh. Ten for you, ten for me. And then she cocks the gun, which is she cocks the gun. Pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, so Tracy and Miles discover the guy with the notebook is internal affairs. Then the bikers show up, um, and they yeah, basically like the guy was following them. Mm-hmm. He notices the internal affairs guys. They notice that he's following them. So like Miles stops at a field. Tracy and Miles jump out of their cars with guns, and that's when the guy's like, "Hey, look at my badge. I'm an I'm an internal affairs." Mm-hmm. And then he, the guy from Internal Affairs, tells Tracy, "This is not going to look good on your report." <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's going to be a T-shirt for us. Um, yeah, and then that's when all the bad guys from Chino's gang like come out, and um, all three of them get kidnapped. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I'll let you take it from here because then we get some more awesome action. And Miles escapes by jumping up and grabbing a tree. Um, yeah, he's like on the back of a truck. And as the truck drives under a tr- big tree branch, he like jumps up and grabs it. And as he's jumping up in the air, he manages to kick like two of the guys. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and yeah. then yeah, there's and again, it's like done like it's a very real stunt. The the how fast would you say that truck was driving? Like maybe like thirty yeah, miles an hour or something like that. For sure. Um, yeah, it's such a different from difference from watching like action movies these days. But uh, yeah. And the thing is, like, the truck, you would think, like, to do the stunt as safely as possible, you would have it be the last car in the caravan, but it's not. <laughs> it was, like, the first car, so, like, if he had, like, slipped from that tree or not, or just missed it, he would have fallen either onto a car or the ground and gotten run over by a car. Like, the balls on mm. this guy. He's a Donahue, man. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know there's a one highlight where... Uh, for some reason, um, Miles and one of the thugs are like climbing up a mountain, and the thug pretty much pulls Miles up like by his chin. It looked like the most awkward, uncomfortable thing. Yeah, it was weird. And this is when Miles falls far from uh, uh, off of a hill. He hits a tree branch, and he falls in like uh, a. He, uh, he hits like a bunch of tree branches. Yeah, he hits like, a bunch of stuff. Uh, they like like big thick tree branches, like rib shots. Yeah, and... they made this look like it was like the longest fall in like cinema history, but it looked very painful. Yeah, it's really weird. All right, so he lands in like a creek, and then they immediately cut to um, a out of focus shot of a waterfall, 
and just as is about to get into focus, they cut. Do you do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was very so weird. Yeah, so there's a couple of bad guys approaching Miles at the bottom of this like creek, and I don't even remember exactly how he hits them or how he gets one up on them, mm-hmm. but like hits them with something. I can't remember. Maybe he kicks their knees or whatever, but he, excuse me, he gets out of it. Right, right. And uh, so at this point, like it cuts to this amazing scene with Tracy and the inspector who are in the back of a truck still. Mm-hmm. And the truck is stopped and Tracy starts trying to like seduce the goon guy. Oh man. If you ever wanted your boner to be murdered, like <laughs> just watch, watch her trying to be like erotic and, sedu- and it's not, yeah, just, it's bad. and it's not just her fault, but just the way it's shot. Like, it, yeah, it's like this like shot of her, Rocks yeah, are going up. When and, they pan up and show her face, she's got blood splatter all over the side of her yeah. face. Like, who's gonna be turned off by that? Yeah, and and to like show skin, she's like just like pulling her shirt down a little bit past her shoulder. Like, <laughs> and then Rogers, the internal affair guy, is going, Tracy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the goon guy like starts introduce, tells the inspector, you know, to shut up, and then. Um, you know, she starts uh, asking him like what his name is, and he's like goon, and she says something like, "Oh, like like the bird, no, like the type of bird, like the goonie bird." Did you happen to look up to see if a goonie bird existed? No, I didn't bother. Okay, so yeah, she says like the goonie bird, and then how does goon respond to that? He says he gets very angry about this, and he said he yells, "Don't you ever associate me with a bird." Man, I think this is your future wrestling gimmick if you want to get back into wrestling. Just a guy who doesn't want to be yeah. associated with birds. Yeah, he basically yells about how he doesn't want to be associated with a bird. He said he rephrases it several different ways. He talks about how birds are weak. Uh, and that's why he doesn't want to be associated with a bird. Uh, and now he's no longer into her. Like She is now the least attractive woman in the world. Uh, for having the audacity to associate him with her. <laughs> so thank God she has a plan B to get away, and that's to say she has to go to the bathroom. And, uh, yeah, even though there's two bad guys here guarding them, uh, does one of them follow her to go to the bathroom? No, no, no. Goon's plan to make sure she doesn't get away is, okay, go use the bathroom. I'm going to give you your privacy. Go behind a bush, but you have to shake the bush the whole time. And if you stop shaking it, I'm going to just shoot in that direction because I'm going to assume you've run away. And it's like it's like almost a smart plan, but it's also very, very stupid. Yes. And speaking of stupid, I mean, how does Tracy uh, handle this? She just goes, all right, goon, I'm shaking the bush, shaking the bush, goon, just like how yes, I'm shaking, shaking the bush. And she takes off her pants, uh, ties them to the bush so she can get a little bit further away and then shakes it. Yeah. So now, yeah. So she keeps shaking the bush, but using the, her pants to shake the bush. So that way she gets some distance, which I mean, it's kind of stupid, right? Like visually it doesn't look that great, but at least it makes Tracy look smart, you know? So I did appreciate that. She she... is a strong female role model. <laughs> but uh I did appreciate like they gave some depth to her character, you mm. know. Uh this is this is quite the hero's journey for her. Oh, I'm telling uh, you, man, this is her her movie, like for the rest of the movie. But basically. yeah. So what what is it that happens next? I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, so the 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 
Bush stops shaking, obviously. So Goon starts like shooting all over, you know, in that direction. And I think Miles shows up at this point. He does, but I th- I think before that though, Davis, the internal affairs guy, get, gets shot in the chest. I'm like, yes, like in the heart. Yeah, it's so brutal. Does he die? No. Yeah, like. No. I'm like, oh, they like murdered that the one guy who's comedic on purpose. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, but he, then he just becomes funnier. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, all right, so Tracy goes over to him, and th- I don't even think this line makes sense. But he says, "Because Miles has shown up at this point, and they, her and Miles and Tracy have like, you know, gotten rid of Goon and the other bad." Guy. Oh, they they took the pants off one of the thugs so she can have pants, and then they go over to Davis, and Davis says, "I hope you don't." steal my pants <laughs> he's like yeah, bleeding yeah. He's to like, death never do that to you and cracking jokes uh it's it's awesome uh yeah why didn't she because cause she knocks out the goon guy mm-hmm. by hitting him with a rock possibly kills him she could have just taken her pants right then and there because like well he threw him she's away like right next to her pants. he threw him away oh okay yeah, oh. Yeah. you know i should have known better than to doubt patrick <laughs> his writing ability i apologize patrick um so i th- yeah all right so there's a weird part they they get to where they need to go then they wait a minute wait a minute uh do you remember like what happens like when they leave uh so yeah they, uh, i'm sorry you're getting to it yeah when they get to like the hideout of the bad guys and they bring the inspector with them right right and I don't know why they just can't leave him in the car. They take him out of the car. Well, I guess it's so the car well, can do the stunt that it's about to do later. Yeah, because they because they're gonna roll the car like uh, into the bad guy's lair. Right, right. So yeah, they take instead of you know taking Davis, the IA guy, to the hospital or anything like that. They just take him out of the car and leave him on like in like on the ground basically. And um, what's his name? Miles gives him his notebook and like they keep going. He'll be OK. He has his notebook. Yeah, because Tracy because Tracy's like, is he going to be all right? And yeah, Miles tosses him his notebook. Why would you just like toss it onto his chest? He just was shot in the chest. Right. And then he said, Miles says he has his notepad. What else could he ask for? Yeah. And then the inspector replies, sure, I'll just finish my report. And he starts like writing. <laughs> It's so, so bizarre. It's so hilarious. <laughs> this um, is why I was like convinced that at some point they said, you know what, let's just lean into the absurdity and mm-hmm. uh, and be ridiculous. And then like Miles and Tracy, like their plan is to like basically let the car like roll uh, by itself, mm-hmm. empty, roll into the bad guy's lair as, as, as a distraction, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't a terrible idea. Yeah. What is terrible is that they just put it in neutral and push it. <laughs> And it's on completely flat ground, so at some point it would stop. But instead, it just keeps rolling like infinitely, like at seven miles an hour. And it gets weirder because the thugs shoot open the trunk of the car because, like, yeah, that's where they're hiding in the trunk where they can't get out of. And then, so the the trunk pops up, and then they close it, and then the passenger door opens for some reason, and they're like aiming their guns at it and stuff it's like yeah clearly there's no one why? in the car like like why i i think maybe they wanted to blow up the car but then they couldn't for some reason it's really weird the, it this is the newest car then <laughs> because that car is like a, the only car that was built in the 90s in this whole movie it's like a 91 or a 92 honda uh, <laughs> i think it was so i'm guessing like that's why where all the other cars that get blown up they're all older even the motorcycle 
looked like a motorcycle from like the early 80s or something so yeah but uh yeah the miles and tracy like walk into this like compound mm-hmm. slash warehouse industrial district kind of place mm-hmm. with their guns and they're just like walking around with their guns and behind miles and tracy as they're walking at one point bad guys are like walking behind them right. and just and hiding following traversing them traversing and changing spots it's like, like crisscrossing yeah i saw that in another film i think uh but I... they could have just shot tracy and miles right then and there and ended the movie yeah it's so weird i mean there's really no yeah, I mean, really, yeah, the only motivation is from Tracy and uh, Miles to kill Chino. Yeah, yeah, they, they, there's no reason, like, they weren't, like, make, you know, putting them in a trap or anything. Yeah, you're right. They should have just blown them away. But, uh, yeah, he's Miles. But, anyways, Miles, but yeah, so Miles and Tracy for the next, like, 15 minutes or so, it's just them shooting out you know, like Chino's gang and the, and the skinheads mm. uh, fighting them. Lots of people go through like windows. Lots of people like fall uh, from very high, like warehouse ceilings. It's uh yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, and that's uh, speaking um, of, there was, there was one guy who like fell and got caught in a rope. And then for whatever reason, I guess miles had to finish the job and shoot him. And when they had the close up, you could clearly see his harness. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice the harness. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that guy meant to like be in like he like purposely goes down on the rope and purposely stops mid air, mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, I'm going to shoot them from here." Instead, he just made himself a target. You know, <laughs> he did not but, uh, know we was messing this, with. It's during this scene. It's at one hour and thirteen minutes of into the movie. So yeah, dude, this last big action sequence is actually like twenty minutes long mm-hmm. because. The movie is an hour and 27 minutes and at the hour and 13 minute mark where they've already been doing this long shootout action scene for like a few minutes is when we hear the Star Wars laser blaster right, sound right. effects. Uh, and then we hear it again a couple minutes and it's just, you know, there's the two, there's a guy and Tracy and whatever, they're shooting back and forth and one of the shots is just like the laser blaster sound effect. So funny. Um, it, it's so weird too because there's like, you know, 30 or 40 of these bad guys and they're spread all throughout the compound. And there's only two good guys, just Tracy and Miles. Yet there's constant shooting. Right, like right, the bad right. guys are constantly see shots of the bad guy shooting from different locations. But Tracy and Miles can only be in two places. So <laughs> where are the other guys shooting at? What is going on? <sighs> they're shooting at, uh, I don't know. Miles's yeah. essence. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we get the scene where like Tracy and the Terminator woman have their like fight, uh, and a pretty good fight too between yeah. the, the uh, yeah the, the, those two ladies like really go for it. Uh, in fact, I would say that like as far as the close up shots of hits, uh, they probably have some of the better looking hits. Um, mm-hmm. So kudos to them. Tracy kills her by hanging her hanging the terminator woman from a nail mm-hmm. uh just basically like gets the back of her head and like pfft, nails her and then she's like dangling uh and then in the a couple other scenes that we see later just pretty cool shot um she says, i hope you had your technic shot bitch yeah <laughs> and then at some point like tracy is like outside um, but Chino shows up and just like shoots her like two or three times in the chest. Yeah, but before that though, there's a good Miles stunt. Um, Miles jumps out of a window oh, yes. while firing Backwards. and lands on a car. Um, it looked awesome. And did you see the way he lands? He doesn't. I'm sure he. The idea was for him to land 
flat on his back mm-hmm. on the roof of the car to do a back bump. But the heel of one of his feet gets caught on the edge of the roof and the windshield and his ankle like looks like I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me if he like broke his ankle on that. And th- so he like hits with like the back of his heel and then falls onto the um, the roof. But yeah, he like does like a backwards, like basically like a truss fall yeah. onto this car from about, I don't know, I would say like 15 feet yeah, maybe. Yeah, it looked like that. And he's shooting. Dude, I mean, I'm not even like a huge action movie guy, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And there's one more uh, really good one. Uh, I think it might mm-hmm. be at the very end, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, we can't, uh, we have to mention the fate of Goon, uh, basically Tracy and Miles high kick him so many times in the head. Like they each do one good high kick and it makes oh, his yeah. head <laughs> turn around and snap. And then Tracy yeah. yells at him and says, bird neck. <laughs> I mean, I've never yeah, been called yeah. that in my life. Is that even an insult? Like, uh, in Tracy's world it is. Yeah. We, we should point out Miles and Tracy, like kill a lot of people yeah. like they're, they're killing these goons left and right uh just, they have infinite ammo and, at this point you know and then uh just like you said chino shows up and blows away tracy i mean i thought for sure she was dead then two shoots miles and then Mi- wait two's two's first tells miles look at your girlfriend she's dead dead miles like you're gonna be dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then we get another awesome Miles uh, stunt. Miles while... Because Twos shoots... I don't, I don't even know how Miles got on the roof. Right. Him, but he He's did. on the roof of the and, warehouse thing, my Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Twos shoots him from the ground. Hits him with every shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits him like in the, the chest a couple of times. Hits him in his leg. Uh, and yeah, and then this is, I think, what you were talking yeah. about with the next fall. And then Miles, he slides off the roof loads his gun in midair and shoots twos and lands on the car it is so awesome yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean he doesn't like land on his feet or anything like that he like lands on his back right or, maybe right, even right. face first i don't remember yeah but uh yeah it's really cool and so it's ridiculous yeah now we're basically at the um uh final battle between uh, uh like uh, basically chino shows up and shoves a, a gun in miles face who's all bloody and like laying on the car that he just fell on and then miles says you're under arrest and chino goes what did i do and then tracy comes back to life and says for the rape and murder of children. Like, <laughs> it was so, like, I thought she was going to be like. And her delivery is so awkward. For my daughter. Like, yeah, it was the perfectly miswritten line delivered in the worst possible way, which just made it freaking hilarious. Yeah. It's because she's grown. Now she cares about all children. Yeah, not just her. it's so weird. Yeah, and then Miles chimes in and says, for parole violation. And, uh, and then, yeah, they... But then Chino is about to like shoot him, because mm-hmm. uh, like Miles can like barely move at this point, and Tracy's not doing too much better. Uh, and then the inspector, who I guess we're to believe crawled, like dragged himself. He couldn't even walk, mm-hmm. so he like dragged himself to where they're at. Nobody noticed him. This man that's like crawling uh, to this location. Uh, the inspector interrupts, like and, like distracts Chino. I can't remember what he says. Do you remember? Oh yes, he um he's like. Uh, how exactly do you spell your name? Oh, that's right. And then, uh, and then Miles and Tracy blow him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he says, and, and then after they blow Chino away, the inspector says, "I'm like, I wouldn't want to misspell anyone's name in my yeah, court. yeah. See, that's 
that's brilliant. <laughs> like, that's almost brilliant. Uh, and yeah, basically they go back to the hospital. Suzanne wakes up and they're basically one big happy family. And the movie. Yeah, ends. Suzanne is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy's, uh, Tracy's in the hospital bed. Uh, she wakes up. Uh, Miles is already, you know, on his feet and about. And she's like, where's Susie? Susie walks in. I'm fine, mommy. Mm-hmm. And in the bed next to Tracy is the inspector. <laughs> yeah. And he like is still writing in his report in his pad. And he sees like everyone's reunited and happy. And he like smiles, puts his hands behind his back and like starts laughing. And then he looks at his report and throws it in the trash. So, yeah, this he, like writes one last thing in it and then he throws it in the trash. That's like they bothered to give him an arc. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, Steve, but honestly, there's a lot of characters here that get pretty well developed. It's true. It's like they uh, they peppered in the uh, the arcs amidst the massive action scenes. Yeah. Um, but uh, wow. And that's. I can't believe we talked about it for this long. Yeah. It, it, it... Next time, let's not go beat by beat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I thought we would. I don't know. We ended up settling into a rhythm. So, you know, what can you do? Uh, so, should I just go ahead and run the remembered bumper? Yeah. I mean, I guess we can say why we choose to remember. I mean, it, I, right. it, you know, we've summed it up pretty well. It's a fun action movie. Mm hmm. You know, it's the dialogue stupid, delivered even more stupidly, uh, but, you know, really good stunts and uh, good soundtrack. It, like the movie flies by good pacing. Like if you have people over, you know, a couple of beers, like you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. And invite Chino if you're having a couple of beers. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is our show and that is Parole Violators. Uh, what do you think about Parole Violators? Let us know uh, in the comments section. Um, and, uh, well, anything else to add, Yehel, before we sign off here? No, other than, you know, the movie is available for free on YouTube. I put a link in the chat a couple times, and Steve will add it to the uh, show notes. Uh, can't recommend it enough. It's uh, one, of my, one of my new favorites, So Bad It's Good movies for sure. I'm glad you liked it. All right, we'll see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on obscurity now you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into i'm not here to judge And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now.